0: Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck Cast. I am Jason, and
1: I am John, and I am freezing because there is an Arctic plunge, polar something going on in Omaha right now that is giving us single-digit and below-zero temperatures for like a week and a half or two weeks or more. It just—I I was looking at the weather app on my iPhone, and it just—it's not going to get any better anytime soon.
0: But I look at the ice rink in my backyard going, man, that's some good ice.
1: You know, I was thinking about you today. I thought, I bet Jason's uh, Jason's excited because that rink is rock solid out it, there.
0: It's some fast, <laughs> fast ice, all uh, 25 by 25 feet of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, the problem is you got to go outside to enjoy it.
0: I know. It's like, <laughs> it looks great. I'm sure it's awesome. I'm not going out there. <laughs> So, since we're not going out, we get to stay in and watch some hockey. And this recent weekend, we watched UNO had out to Denver to take on the Pioneers. I would say, yeah, you know, kinda... that was
1: originally supposed to be. It was originally supposed to be a home series against right. Colorado College, but because of because of COVID protocols, that ended up getting switched. Right. And then this weekend we found out there were three players on UNO that weren't going to be playing because of COVID. That did not get this series postponed with Denver. So we were playing Denver in pretty close proximity to the first time we played Denver a, a couple of weeks ago at Baxter Arena. So so yeah, so we were looking to get our first win since fall of 2013
0: at Denver. At Denver. Right. And it would not come on Friday. Friday was a pretty tight contest, um, not not a whole lot of wide open play, which I really think favored Denver, and it showed in the final score. Uh, Denver's got talent. They don't really like running and gunning and playing that always out, always open style. So I I fear that we just played right into their hands.
1: Yeah, we probably did. And and it, I don't know. We were this has been talked about on Twitter since this last weekend. And it's very true. We've we've had trouble in the second half having success on Fridays.
0: Right. But I, they played well, I would say that. It it certainly wasn't a, a lack of effort. I think Friday night the biggest um hindrance to us was just the the goal early in the second period, after you played a really good first period and kept the score zero zero. That kinda I just think it kinda hurts playing playing from behind I really hate. And then third period another early goal. Denver has a two goal lead. Um and you just go. I just don't know if they're gonna claw back or not. Um, had had a glimpse there. Uh, Chase Primo on from Ward and Weiss. and that was a, that was a pretty play. A nice setup. That line is just clicking on rhythm.
1: Well, and at that point, you're down 2-1, to one, so you think that anything's possible. You hope that uh, Primo's goal opens up the floodgates and maybe uh, primes the pump a little bit and gets some scoring. Uh, ultimately, that was UNO's only goal in the right. game, and like you said, a pretty setup for that goal. Um, and it was pretty cool that Chase Primo, who's a, a guy who in recent weeks has gotten the first goal in some of the games that we played uh, to get that first goal, and even though it's late, in the you know in the third period at that point you're thinking now oh, there's plenty of time left oh yeah there was still anything half the period
0: and you only needed one yep, goal to still tie about so
1: twelve about twelve minutes left right. yeah plenty of time tie the thing up anything can happen ultimately it didn't happen
0: now the power play goal uh, you know with what like a like a minute and a half or something left that was definitely a nail in the coffin you know you're back to a two goal deficit with. I just don't see us coming back. Two goals in ninety seconds is, is just not. That's just rough, and that's you know, it's a shame, but they fought well, hard. Mi- they had chances.
1: Yes, and a few minutes before that, and this was the big talk was when Uno got the uh, got the major, um, got the game misconduct, and right. it was basically killing off a penalty, and then, uh, you know a little bit later than you have uh Jimmy Glenn, get a minor for holding. And so
0: it was Boyer that got the head contact. Boy, Boyer.
1: Right? Yeah. Boyer got that. Yeah. Boyer. Yep. Okay. So, and obviously fans, you know, uh, fans being fans are going to debate whether that should have been called or shouldn't have been called, but that, that obviously made it tough to make a uh, late game comeback there. You know, uh, but, Certainly, when you're fighting off a five-minute major, that's
0: not. Yeah, easy, so. and I, st- <laughs> I still say that their application of this, like, I understand what you're trying to do, and I commend them for trying to get head contact out of the, the right. sport because that's that's needed, but it just seems to me that there's a a too much opinion on those. Like, it's not consistent because I swear the exact same play happened on Saturday night, and it was only two minutes. And I'm like, it's a carbon copy of what happened in the third period on Friday. But it happened against Denver, and so we only get two minutes. I
1: (laughs) I know. So regardless, as you said, they tried on Friday, almost came through with the win then. Not quite. It's always tough, as you say, when you get down early and you have to claw your way back. But, uh, right. but they had opportunities just the the last couple of minutes. It wasn't going to happen. You weren't going to pull your goal and uh, get the equalizer in that circumstance. So,
0: so we move on to Saturday. Yes, and Saturday was a game for the ages. If you <laughs> if you have an NCHC package, if you missed Saturday's game, quit your job. Open up the app watch the, is it watch the game is it, it was on, a really good game
1: jason is it on the nchc app because this was oh, the problem this was the cbs sports game i did not get to see this game
0: oh that's right. i have
1: been dreading first of all i've been dreading talking about this series because i knew that because i do not have cbs sports and and we we talked about that, be- that and my is there something- Okay, Siri's talking to us again. Siri has made a guest appearance again on this podcast, she, despite me putting it. She on, doesn't
0: have an answer for why you don't have CBS Sports. I,
1: well, there are a lot of reasons. I, don't. I, I, I swore <laughs> when we cut the cable on or cut the cable on cable, cut the cord on cable uh, back in 2015, I was not going. To get a multi channel bundle. And at that point in time, there weren't as many as there are today. I think Sling was kind of the main one. I wasn't going to do that because I thought the minute I get used to a multi channel bundle is the minute it's going to become the same price as, you know, the cable package, which I just got rid of. And as a number of people know, the prices of those things have gone up. And CBS Sports is not a particularly, as far as streaming partners go, they're, they're, they're not my favorite because they don't really have an on a robust online platform like some of these others. You can get it through a bundle with other channels uh, like through YouTube TV and, and Hulu's Live TV option where it's bundled with things like Home and Garden television and TLC and you know the food network and stuff like that. but so I did not have it and I wasn't really willing to jump through a bunch of hoops or sign up through for a free trial or a, whatever for one game. So I decided to listen to it on the radio and I love Terry Leahy and Donnie Barnes, but then I figured that figured out very quickly that they were sitting in the player's lounge at Baxter arena, watching the game on TV and doing the radio broadcast based on the TV broadcast at Baxter arena, which I thought was interesting at this point, (laughs) at this point I should have just had Jason, you know, Facebook li- or uh, uh, FaceTime this thing for me so that I can watch. No worry, I'll be I'll be sending you a gift card. I'll be sending you a gift card uh, the next time this uh, this happens if I don't sign up for a trial, Jason. But anyway, I digress. But I
0: <laughs> well normally we talked about this in our chat message yeah. during the thing. Is this like normally this is the type of thing that since we subscribe to those already, we'll come out to your house. Like, it's just the yeah. perfect opportunity to have come over. We'll do some food. Yeah. We'll hang out. You know, it's it's a good old time. Um, so stupid COVID and we can't do that.
1: Exactly. We can't, we, we, we could have, we could have potentially considered it maybe if, if we weren't going to be going to more in-person hockey games, but I'm not going to risk potential exposure from you guys getting it before I go to the hockey games and you guys have things going on and you don't necessarily want us bringing something into your house. So. So yeah, we we would have normally done something like that, or we've gone to sports bars for the CBS games, but that was not happening. This time. We're not as cavalier as some of the fans who probably had no problem doing that. So we didn't get to see this. It sounded like a great game. The highlights looked fantastic, Jason.
0: Yeah, it was, you know, I was worried early on. I don't know, you know, from the radio broadcast, how much you you felt on this, but Denver goes up 26, like, off the opening faceoff, practically. I mean, 26 seconds into the game, and Denver's up one nothing. and I'm thinking, oh, God. It's going to be a melee. We're screwed. I was really worried after that point, just because how deflating that early goal can be. They fought hard, though. They kept in it, and not too long after, you've got Taylor Ward tying the game at 1 in the 1st those, those were. Yeah. So we end the first period tied. Those were two really quick good.
1: goals, and one of the goals I can't remember. if I think it was the Denver goal. The radio broadcast wasn't even going. They had to tell us after they got back from the commercial, uh, from their commercial break on eleven eighty a.m. here in Omaha, that the Denver goal had happened, and then boom, right away oh, you have wow. got the Taylor Ward goal. So I'm like, this, this is this was really the game to not sign up for that free trial. What was I thinking? I'm, I'm I was a little. I was a, a little concerned. I was missing out on something good at that point.
0: Right. So second period comes and we get this really nice downtown shot from Taconic that puts UNO up two one, and they looked like they were playing really well at that point in time. I thought Denver's goal early in the, um, early in the second was one that. It's just an unfortunate kind of thing. It didn't look like they really deflated the guys too much, but you could tell that they played a little different after that, being in a 2-2 game with Denver. And I think that that change in style in the second period is what really ended up killing us later on because Denver strikes quickly at the end of the second period, and UNO's down 4-2 at the yeah. end of the second.
1: And at that point, I'm not feeling too bad about not having the ability to watch this game because I'm thinking, God, we're down 4-2 to at Denver. Denver's a solid team. We've struggled out there. I'm thinking, I don't know that they're going to come back in this game. But they come
0: back. Right, yeah. And third period comes in. Even in the start of the third period, I just didn't think we had a lot of... um, No. Just, like, there was no urgency to it, right? Right. It was like, yeah, we got the whole third period. We'll be fine, right? Right. Um, and I was a little worried. And then... Knepke scores, and I'm thinking, all right, we've got, uh, you know, just like Friday night, we're down a goal. We've got half a period left. Can we find a way to do it?
1: (laughs) And watching that Knepke goal, and he fired that thing from out at the Safeway logo. I got to be honest with you. That's a testament to just firing and putting the puck on net because you looked at the, the angle that they had on the replay for that was, I mean, it, That thing didn't look like it should have, you know, gone in, been a goal. And that's a testament. Put it on net and see what happens. And that's exactly what he did. And at that point, you're only down a goal. That's a good position to be in.
0: Right. Conley comes through for us, ties the game about midway through the third. Yeah. Continues to be (laughs) a reliable force for UNO.
1: Oh yeah, captain, consistent there. He is a he is a rock solid player. So, yeah, fantastic goal for that ties the thing so, up. This is exciting.
0: Yeah, so, <laughs> I can say that's all the boring stuff. Now we got through all the boring stuff. Now all the good <laughs> fun stuff happens, right? Yep. It's like, I mean, what well, we were, we were what a minute and a half left, I think in in the period, and Denver takes a penalty, a boarding call, which goes back to. How that was not a five-minute, I still don't understand, Like, And I know that the CBS announcers were pulling for Denver because they were talking about how, oh, well, he he turned and it wasn't that bad and he got back up. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You checked him from behind into the boards. His head was the principal point of contact with the boards. This should be five minutes, no debate.
1: I saw. I saw. But
0: none- no, we had a debate about how bad this was, <laughs> and because it wasn't so bad, therefore there should only be two minutes. And I'm thinking, I really hate this objectivity crap.
1: I saw none of it. I saw none of it. Listening on the radio, I couldn't tell one way or the other. It really
0: reminded me of. So what did it? I'm really curious because I I really feel like the announcers that we got for CBS were tilted Denver's way.
1: I don't know. Was was Starman one of the guys on the broadcast? Yeah which i like him but i don't know i i, yeah. I can i can't attest to what they said i don't know i honestly
0: but what were the what was Leahy and barnes like i mean did they do they in my experience i don't listen to them a lot on right. the radio because right. i'm usually at the game or watching on sure. hdtv um i mean did they they did they seem to have an opinion either way on that did they did they give you any inclination as to whether or not they thought it should have been five or two or I can't, did they just kind of call it? This is the way it is. I honestly can't remember. I know.
1: Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's been, it's been, it's been, it's been a few days, Jason. I can't, I can't remember, but I saw the debate that ensued on Twitter as I was looking on my phone. So I thought, well, this is, I'm like, this first of all has been an incredibly interesting game that I've only been able to listen to. And I'm thinking, how for the first however many years of this program did I listen to? Because we listened to the road games every single weekend. They were on the road on the radio. <laughs> it's like boy, it's it's interesting what you would what you would go with. So no, I didn't uh, I didn't get a feel one way or the other on that. I don't recall Barnes or Leahy getting too incensed about it one way or the other. To be perfectly honest with you,
0: and that's fine. I a lot of my former friends and stuff who are still uh, Denver ticket holders and stuff, we were chatting back and forth and, you know, of course they're going Homer, right? Like I'm saying it should be five only because I'm cheering for UNO, but you know, it is what it is. Um, We all agreed on the next one though, because like 30 seconds later, Taylor Ward gets called for hooking. And even my Denver friends said, WTF that was not a hook yeah he went for a stick check and his stick slid up the stick and hit the hands and that's not a hooking call yeah that was a I don't want UNO to score and have us be the reason why UNO wins this game so I'm going to even it out essentially right which sucked so we go into overtime And then we're all going up in arms about this because clearly, you know, armchair fans know more than the refs, although I still have yet to have to explain to me exactly what the heck they were doing. So the format for overtime is three on three. Both Denver and UNO had a player in the box. And so you're not going to go two on two. Right. Right. It stays, it should have, as I understand reading the rule book, it should have stayed three on three. When the Denver player got out of the box, it should have been four on three power play for Denver. And then when Ward gets out of the box, it would have been four on four until the whistle blew. And then at that point in time, you'd go back to three on three. Okay. But that's not what happened. We started the the overtime And it was essentially five-on-five hockey.
1: I don't know. I couldn't see any of this, sounded it sounded sounded crazy to me. I saw people trying to explain it, Um, and at that point, I was just so annoyed that I didn't get to watch the game because even though I pay a hundred-some dollars a year for NCHC TV, the games on CBS Sports are blacked out, so I continue to get jabs in about yeah. that so i have no idea i have no idea what was going on that was really interesting that was five on five and obviously this is a new playoff format for the nchc and i think all of the ncaa is doing it correct they're doing the three on three okay correct. so right yeah i i i didn't know if this was just one of those snafus because this is something we really haven't been used to we haven't had a lot of games with it yet or what right i'm just wondering at this point who's going to score the first goal or if this thing's going to go to a shootout or what's going to happen.
0: And the overtime goal comes from Tyler Weiss, the car. And I got to tell you, watching
1: the replay of that after the, uh, after it was, it was on uh, it was actually on the uh, CBS sports Twitter. Uh, it was come He comes in, he comes down the slot. He puts the shot, the slot, the shot, his sh- First shot goes off the blocker pad and then he just stays at it and he pops the rebound into the net. A beautiful goal from Tyler Weiss.
0: Yeah. And as nice as that goal was, Bremer's pass to spring him into the zone. Terrific
1: pass. Terrific pass by Brock Bremer. Absolutely.
0: Like in stride, lead him into the zone. So he's not offside. Like you could not have asked for a better setup at that. And, I just remember when I saw the pass going, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. Like, don't, don't screw this up. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not Keck. I think we're okay.
1: <laughs> no, uh, when uh, Tyler gets uh, open ice to work with uh, and doesn't have uh, a lot of congestion to go through, he does a good job. Does a good, good job.
0: Yeah. You know, he's got, I think, I would argue he probably has some of the best hands on the team, you know, when it comes to controlling the puck and stuff. So, I fully expected a good move there and to kind of just pull a little backhand, forehand lead shot, just to get the goaltender moving. Stick with your play, get your own rebound, and and jam at home is just it was great and it, so exciting. Like it, overtime hockey is there's just nothing in sports like overtime hockey at any level. That sudden death. Uh, the speed at which the players play and, and their desire to to be the hero is just something that I find is a very attractive to a lot of people who haven't seen or don't follow hockey. And So, I really love seeing overtime hockey, even when they get the numbers wrong. So, <laughs> so two big points for UNO. Yep. Uh, Would have been nice to have three. Would have been really good to have six, but... We stay, uh, what is it, seven points ahead of Denver right now. So we're still in a home ice uh, situation for the NCHC playoffs. We're five points back at St. Cloud with a game in hand. So they're within striking distance. And we're only six points back at North Dakota. So a sweep of North Dakota and UNO could, in theory, be in first place.
1: Well, that would be uh, that would be crazy uh, if they were in first place. And we'll be talking here in a little bit about why <laughs> finishing first place in this conference might might not mean anything really for the NCHC playoffs the way that they're doing it. But uh, just just looking at the team just from a kind of a, a goals and accomplishments point of view this season, considering some of the struggles that they've had. That is a fantastic position to be in. So two points was good, especially against a team that you've just struggled consistently against for the last, you know, seven years or so.
0: Yeah, some good games. So let's talk about that uh, tournament here.
1: Yes. do Do we want to do do we want to do players of the weekend?
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. Players of the weekend
1: okay well since I didn't get to watch Saturday I'm just gonna pick the obvious I'm gonna pick the the obvious guy here I'm I'm taking him I know he's one of your favorite players one of my favorite players too I'm picking Tyler Weiss. that's what I <laughs> that's that's my reward to just pick the the easy one Tyler Weiss had a great weekend and I'm just gonna peruse here and I hope I'm clicking on the right box scores but if you look at Tyler he had he had the goal and overtime. Goal and, and he assist. He also had a goal and assist on the weekend? Yeah,
0: he had assist on Friday and goal on Saturday.
1: Okay. So I almost picked him. Primo was my other potential pick just because that was a that was an important goal to get uh, on Friday night, uh, even though UNO wasn't victorious to try and kind of set the tone, give uh, UNO some uh, some kind of positive, uh, positive something going into Saturday night's game. But I'm going to go with Tyler Weiss. Uh, he's been playing really well this entire season, um, and that was a big goal to get in overtime, especially considering the weird penalty circumstances that you and I were just talking about. So, so we got to go with Tyler.
0: Uh, yeah, I you know, I was really debating between Bremer and Glynn. Like Jimmy Glenn had, I think, probably one of the better series that I've seen from him so far.
1: He really did.
0: The one thing that I like, he took the penalty on Friday night that led to the 3 1 lead for Denver. That holding penalty just still sits sour in my mouth. So
1: you're a little reluctant.
0: Yeah. I mean, just because you got to know the situation and you've got to use your feet more. And, you know, I get that. It's an unf- like it's hard to hold it against them and all, but Right. It it was one of those situations like you just can't reach and clutch and I think it was a little bit of a weak call too, so I-, I find it hard, so I'll probably go with him, but I will throw a shout out to Bremer because both nights, even though he wasn't on the score sheet a ton, other than the you know, great pass into Weiss, um I thought he had a really good weekend both nights too. So kudos to him as well.
1: Yeah, he's one of the impressive freshmen on the roster. And I, I think what's more impressive about this series, and we didn't really touch on this, but the fact that because we had three key players out because of COVID protocols, we don't know exactly what the story is there, but that's okay. Um, you know, it was Martin Sunberg, Joey Abate, and, um, and now his name's escaping me. Schultz. No, Schult was in the lineup this weekend. Uh, right. It was a uh, uh, Sunberg, Abate, and and his his name is just escaping me here. But um, we were missing those three guys, and I will look him up here momentarily
0: because Cotton Butel he uh, played this weekend too.
1: Did he play this week? Um, it's no, it's a it's a uh, Ryan Bruchette. So Bruchette, oh, Bruchette. Sunberg, okay. and Abate were out. And those are three key players. Those guys log a lot of playing time for UNO and have been fixtures in our 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 lineup the last couple of seasons. So you hate to lose both of those players or all three of those players. And uh, so the fact that the the rest of the team uh, responded against a, uh against a tough Denver team I think is uh, to be commended and Isaiah Seville had a solid performance this weekend Uh, so yeah
0: and we gotta cross our fingers and hope that they can all stay healthy at this point because obviously there's some COVID exposure you know to the team so hopefully no more cases arise in the coming days
1: well we can only hope (laughs) but at least we waited till Tuesday to do this podcast Jason as opposed to doing it (laughs) Sunday so you know so if, if we'd heard something, I think we would have heard something by now. But inevitably, the minute this podcast is over, I'll, we'll get a text saying that uh, a different set of players are out. But
0: So what we did get was a tweet from the NCHC that talked about the new format for the playoffs this year.
1: Yes, and I just want to apologize to Jason because we talked uh, just a little bit about this hypothetically on last week's podcast. And Jason had said, I've heard that they're going to do a pod thing where they all get together for the NCHC playoffs and frozen faceoff. And I said, no, I don't think that that's likely to happen. I was pretty – I was just kind of in a fussy mood last week when we did the (laughs) podcast anyway. So, like, no, it's not going to happen. And then this comes out, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to – apologize for a uh, doubting that. I mean it it just I, I wasn't quite sure what they were planning because obviously that first round where all eight teams play is usually a best of 3 series and the top 4 seeds host at home and then the bottom 4 seeds go to the uh top 4 seeds and play and then the winners of those games normally go on to the frozen face off. But this year the NCHC is going to host them all at Ralph Engelstad Arena which is the uh home arena of the North Dakota fighting Hawks. And it's going to be basically one weekend and all eight teams will go there and the top four seeds will play the bottom four seeds, but it'll be single elimination. So not best of
0: three. And And I think that's the biggest news because to me, the, the pod format is, isn't shocking, but like, right. I think with everything going on in Hockey East and everything, like that makes sense. Um, but to change from a best of three to a single elimination, I mean, this is the year that literally the regular season has almost no bearing because right, North Dakota's. I don't care where you finish, North Dakota's the home team for every game. They're selling tickets. Like, tell me that your north that that arena is not going to be ninety nine percent green. Yeah, it, for every game, it's going to be
1: ninety nine percent North Dakota. So, if you're not North Dakota, or you're not playing North Dakota, it's a neutral site game. And once it's a neutral site game, you look at you look at all that UNO's accomplished and all the things that we were talking about in our last little segment there, and so let's say UNO finishes third or fourth or second. You know, obviously that first matchup, they likely won't be playing North Dakota if they finish in the top four. They, they won't be playing North Dakota unless... They just won't. I think they won't, but, but the thing right. about it is, but if they play any of those other teams in the NCHC, any of the bottom four teams, the reality is they're not going to have the home ice advantage that they would in a best of three series. This is a neutral site game. It's one and done. And those, those bottom of the conference teams, they knowing that all they have to do is come in and win one game. Anything could happen in those games.
0: Right. You know, one bad call by a ref could be the end of a season. And, you know, I think I look at it going We've talked about this in in past years. Right. Where do you where do you realistically sit in the standings and where do you want to sit so you don't have to, you know, play so and so like right now, if the playoffs started right now, Omaha is the quote unquote home team against Denver. And that's a rough. (laughs) I know it is. Hello. Here's Denver again.
1: Right and like we've talked about but yeah like we've talked about with these you, covid protocols you don't know who might be out. I mean if it's a right. if it's a key player like Isaiah Seville then that's a real concern for UNO and and so and and the other thing that's interesting about it is the 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 quarterfinal games so those first round games will be played on Friday and Saturday. So the number 1 and number 8 seed play and the number 2 and number 7 seed play on Friday and then on Saturday three and six play and four and five play. And then the semifinals are Monday and the championships game is on Tuesday. So the, the, you know, top two teams in the conference get a little bit more of a break there between the, the, the uh, semifinals and get a, a little bit more of a chance to prepare. Not that that's a huge deal one way or the other, but, right. but like you said, you know, you've, they've worked so hard this season, you're in the top of the conference and now you got to go on the road. I guess in a way it's probably justice for the fact that we got to host those, you know, first 40 games of the pod. And we got to, 38 or whatever it turned out to be. And we got to play our first 10 games at home. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess I can't be too upset about that, but it definitely changes the dynamic.
0: Well, especially since there were no fans. Right. For the pod. right, And the fact that they've already said that they're going to allow fans into the arena there, just like, I really want to know how they think that they can make that fair. Because right now I look at it going, The only way you have a shot at a championship is to postpone playing North Dakota as long as
1: possible. I I think you're absolutely right on that.
0: And where we sit right now, if you assume, you know, one, two, three, four, all win their first rounds, we get North Dakota in the semis.
1: I know. You're exactly right. And and nobody's excited about having having to deal with North Dakota on their home ice. Obviously, we have had success there. When other teams haven't, it's, it's been a place where we've actually played pretty well uh, during our, our tenure in the WCHA and NCHC, but that's, that's not the matchup I'm looking for. I'd much, I'd, I'd much rather play them at a, at a, a true neutral site, like a, an Excel center or something like that. Obviously that's not going to happen this year, but it, it makes it really tough because you know, as well as I do that most, if not all of the people at Ralph Engelstad arena are going to be North Dakota now, obviously, if we traveled as well as North Dakota fans, we might have a really healthy contingent like um, they had uh week before last when they came here to Omaha. But
0: a lot of that depends on what they're going to do. Right. Because how are they going to sell tickets? I don't know. How are you going to sell tickets in a way? The only way that I see it that I think would be fair if they're going to do this and they're going to you know stick to selling tickets is that. They're going to say, let's say they're going to put in, just for round numbers, 5,000 fans into the arena, okay? Then what they need to do is say that every team gets 2,500 to sell. Whatever you don't sell by X date comes back to the NCHC and can be opened up to anyone who wants to buy them. That way, at least UNO could go out and say, okay, we need our fans to go... We need 2,500 people to buy up our tickets so that we don't, you know, for all of our games at least we always have 2,500.
1: Th- yeah, the big
0: know, fans the big the question
1: is how many they're going to let in to uh, Ralph Ingolstadt. I don't, I don't know. I think they've been letting in, and this is off the top of my head, if I recall correctly, it's they've been letting in 2,500 fans total. The issue though is that the ticket prices, it's like. a ticket it's really it's really expensive so pricing on this thing would be really interesting too i don't know that i I mean i'll be interested to see if any fans are are because i know fans who make it a uh you know like for example uh a a mutual friend that you and i know darren he goes to the nchc frozen face-off every year um and maybe he'd wait but would he go up on a on you know monday the the 15th for the semis if you know, and, and watch those, what are quote unquote frozen face-off games at the Ralph. Would he go up to Grand Forks to do that? I don't,
0: I don't know. Well, and when, when do tickets go on sale and what does that look like? Because I could certainly see
1: North Dakota fans getting first looking
0: at, well, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's a bit of a concern, but it's more like, okay, well, if you open up ticket sales, let's say, you know, end of end of february or something it's like okay well wait a minute do i if i get my vaccine if my vaccine run is done (laughs) maybe i feel more comfortable going up there and seeing a you know a game or something and do i buy a ticket just in case and oh i know you know you start getting into like what about ticketing agencies you know swooping these things up or you know buying part of me goes, okay, well maybe I'll just buy my ticket and then scalp it. Like <laughs>
1: that's, that's, this is, that's, that's Jason's common answer. He thought about doing this. See, you should have done that for the UNO games. You should have just bought a couple seats in uh in 2016.
0: Sold them for 70 bucks a piece like <laughs> North Dakota does.
1: You know, there were a lot of North Dakota fans who were not happy about the prices that they were charging. And the other interesting thing, and this is this is not that important because we don't have pairwise rankings in, in effect this season, but there's not going to be a third place game, just a championship game, which is interesting. If you right. are a person who's traveling, you know, you basically have a, you know, you're, you're guaranteed potentially to see your team once if they get to the semifinals yeah, and is, then not, not again. So.
0: Right. If they have a, you know, if they have a package of every game for your team or something, you're only guaranteed one game in that. Right. And so, and the max you're going to get is three. So. Yeah. And,
1: and as far as TV coverage go coverage goes, you know, you'll get the, you'll get the four quarterfinal games on NCHC TV. The rest are going to be on, cbs sports so that's probably what i'm gonna you have hulu live tv does it include uh like the espn uh, uh lineup of channels espnu and that kind of does it okay yes. so i see i'll probably yeah. get that then with the idea that then if well i watch the i watch the regionals and the frozen four anyway regardless of whether you is there but the idea it'll be interesting to see what the ncaa does if they do a whole pod thing which i kind of think that they might um somewhere they've talked about holding the ncaa tournament having the regionals in pittsburgh and the frozen four which was already scheduled to be in pittsburgh in pittsburgh as well so um i'm anyway on the tv front i might just go ahead and get the hulu live tv then and subscribe to it for a month so i can watch all of that all that crap you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you can get a month. I saw some of them only give you like fourteen days. So
1: wait, I mean, is a is is the fourteen days the trial or the Oh I right. fine. I'll yeah, pay the, the seventy bucks or whatever the hell you guys pay for what's fine for a month if I'm not. But somebody asked me, I did get a text from one of our good friends and she's like, Are you are you guys gonna go up to Grand Forks for the thing? And I'm like, I don't think i don't think I'm gonna go do that. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, there's a lot that can happen in the next few weeks, and the weather's been just horrible here, so I'm, I'm not sure I want to really go, but we'll see.
0: Like I say, it's hard for me to say yes or no just because that's what can change between now and then, right? Like, things start looking good, and then people let up on their restrictions and they start doing things that you know are questionable and suddenly you're exposed and the numbers start to go up again. so I, I have no idea what it's gonna look like come March for this and so I'm not
1: well and as, as nice as it is
0: planning as nice
1: as it is as it is to be able to go and watch uh, these UNO hockey games in the second half it's it's definitely a different experience. And it's, I don't know if, I, I'd say, I don't know if the you know, the phrase not as fun is correct, but it's, it's definitely different. It's not the same experience. So I don't know if going up for something like that would be, you know, a fun experience or not. I just don't know. But it'll be interesting to see because like, I think the biggest thing on this though, the most salient thing is UNO could have a really strong finish. But they could end up going down in one game on March twelfth or March thirteenth, and that would be it for the you know NCHC playoffs for the team. So
0: Yeah, Denver's always been a nemesis. Western Michigan's looking a lot better now. Um, you know, they're certainly in a in a three game best of three series, right. I feel a lot better about playing. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Same same thing with
0: one game. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's a coin flip. It's hard to say. Yeah.
1: And and you even look at, at two teams that you would think we would beat like Colorado College and Miami. You don't know what what might happen in that one game. Right? A one game tilt. So it'll be interesting to see. It's interesting how they did
0: that. So speaking of Colorado College, yes. Do we talk about the pre-Valentine's Day series? Yeah,
1: and I again, every time we make a prediction, then we find out this player's gone or that player's gone.
0: And... Right. Yeah, had I known that we were going to be missing those three guys, I don't know. Well, I I picked the split anyway, so I don't know that I would have changed my prediction, but I'm sure that it probably would have changed yours. I, I, I
1: probably would have picked that we got swept, to be honest with you, without those three guys, because those yeah. are, you know sunberg really important part of the offense um in particular and, and abate is a he's like the energizer bunny out there so yeah all three of those guys were were uh, our key contributors so yeah yeah i probably would have so i don't know what will have and i'm i don't know if they'll be in the lineup this week or not i don't have any idea
0: right i mean it all depends on when they technically entered the protocols to know when their date out is and even then, then, you know, you start questioning, like, what is their fitness level? I've heard some NHL players and stuff that have, have contracted it. And the, the challenges that they are going through to get back into playing shape um, are very significant. Right. I mean, these are guys that are in peak shape in, in, you know, this isn't, This isn't the 1960s hockey, right? Right. This isn't guys with beer bellies out there playing professional, right? Sadly. These are finely tuned athletes. Sadly, no. (laughs) Right. I
1: I preferred the days of golf and hockey when you would have guys who looked like me playing it. That's what I missed. Right. Now they all look. I mean, you see these golfers now. It's like size, you know. 29 waists. these guys are in great shape they have workout regimens the same thing in the prof- all the professional sports including the nhl so yeah i uh, they're right these guys are in peak physical condition but when you're dealing with a with a virus that uh, affects your uh, cardiovascular system uh and your ability to breathe and I maybe mean, can it right. can definitely have an effect on these guys
0: so it's just hard to say, you know, even if they are allowed back, like what shape are they in at that point in time. Right. You know, they test negative, but that doesn't mean that they're back to a hundred percent. So Yep. I'm I am I will say this, I am making my predictions. Okay. Based on them those three players not playing. Okay. So if that affects you at all, you go your own route. Right. Yeah. We'll see. So we've got the 12th 13th uh 707 on the 12th 607 on the 13th both on NCHC both here at UNO John will be at the games yes i will be at the games i will not
1: you will not <laughs> sadly you will not you should yeah Sadly, you will not. I'll be interested to see what attendance is like. I figure it'll probably be pretty low. I don't think it'll match the uh, North Dakota series as far as interest goes. But who right. knows? Like I said, there were a number of people at those North Dakota games who looked like they just wanted to go out and do something. So so maybe on Valentine's weekend, going and catching uh, the Mavericks and the Tigers playing hockey at Baxter Arena will uh, will fit the bill. I don't know. I'm gonna. And I
0: don't think we've lost. We haven't lost to Cairo College yet, have we?
1: I don't think we have. Let me
0: look. I mean, we walloped them the first game in the pod when they finally got here. And then we shut them out. Yeah. The we did win in overtime. So. Yeah.
1: Well, since I picked a sweep for every other home series in the second half, I'm going to to pick a sweep. This weekend we're going to break the cycle of losing friday and winning saturday and we're actually going to win both games this weekend at Baxter Arena. And that would be big cuz this is the this is after this as far as home games there's a there's a single game um
0: First at, North Dakota at the end of February
1: yeah. versus North Dakota and then that's it. That's it for fans. We're not going to we're not going to be worrying about the the first uh first round of the NCHC playoffs, which I'm honestly I'm kind of glad about. I didn't really All want right. to have to mess with buying tickets for that, so. So yep, so I'm picking the sweep.
0: So you're picking sweep. I. I'm gonna say that we split it.
1: Okay. And and what's gonna. I happen- will
0: say though, if I'm wrong and those three players are back. I'm putting an asterisk saying I picked a sweep then because I think with those three guys. <laughs> Wait, we can't. What the? No. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I didn't know we could do this. <laughs> I just think, I think missing those guys after everything they went through in Denver and the energy that's there, I just think without those guys, we're going to struggle. You know, in one of the games, we're just going to, it's just going to be off. Probably Friday night. Um, that do, but if that we get does them back know the lineup, like i like i like having them back in the energy that brings to the team and so especially abate you know we've needed some help in the face off circle yep. against denver and so to have him back i think would be huge against Cairo college and give us a i would i would go for a sweep at that point in time but assuming that those three guys can't play i think we probably lose on friday and win on saturday
1: okay that is a that or
0: is a- more guys come down with COVID and the whole thing is canceled.
1: Well, we've got a couple days, so who the hell knows what will happen? Right. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but, uh, but uh, if it does happen, it should be fun. Should be exciting. Like we were saying, this was rescheduled. So this series was actually supposed to be last weekend at Baxter arena. We were supposed to have three weekends in a row of hockey. So it was kind of nice to get a little bit of a break there, but we'll, we'll see what, uh, what goes down this weekend at Baxter Arena. That we will. Well, until until next time, until the next episode of the podcast, be sure to follow Mavpuck on Facebook, Mavpuck on Twitter. You can find links to our social media channels at mavpuck.com. And we would encourage you on this podcast, on all the platforms we are, Soundcl- are on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, to like and subscribe and leave a review if it's positive if it's not don't leave a review uh we would love to hear from you because that obviously that helps our that helps our analytics it helps uh it helps further our reach and that's what's motivating us at this point
0: you guys the fans
1: that's right so until next time go Mavs
0: go Mavs